insight and awareness spiritual explorer, soul intuitive, emotional and spiritual mentor and award-winning author, Lorraine Nylon. Hello explorers, I'd just like to apologise for the sound quality on this one. We were on location. Enjoy. Welcome explorers, I'm your host Lorraine Nylon and I have my trusty friend and part of the Insight and Awareness Development team, Leanne. Thank you for coming Leanne. Hello everyone. So what, we're going to continue the series on your Insight and Awareness book and today we're up to... Externalisation. Yeah, Chapter 7. So externalisation, what would be the quickest way to describe that? You externalise what you don't want to accept within yourself. Yeah, that's so you, you project it. Yeah, so you, you're you not dealing with yourself, so you're projecting out the emotions and it's landing on somebody else mm-hmm. or something else. You don't want to own it. Yeah, lack of self-responsibility really, isn't it, mm-hmm. that it comes down to. So what we decided to do earlier was to read out this example and then bounce off the example for our discussion. So this example's in the book. You are angry with your partner and yourself, but you're yelling at your children. We've all done that. Why have you chosen to inflict your emotions on your children? Which is a very good question. You want to avoid confrontation with your partner and avoid the truth of reality. So you suppress how you feel, which creates more unconscious energy. You compulsively want to relieve yourself of the unconscious energy. This causes you to seek other avenues for you to project and inflict your emotions at, and you justify projecting them at your children. You also want to control the emotional backlash. Your emotions are going to cause another and yourself. So children become easy. They're easy targets. Exactly. Because it's that power and control. Yeah. They've got no power. Yeah, yeah, and then they can say, I didn't do that, or, you know, why are you yelling at me? And you're just like, you cop it sweet. Do as you're told. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you project your unresolved emotions at your children, it is still confrontational, but you do not feel as uncomfortable because you can justify your emotional actions with your righteous judgment. Well, they shouldn't have left those toys on the floor anyway. When you realise the reality of what you've done, you implode in your own self-judgment. So that moment where you've Blaming, shame, guilt, eek. Yeah. And you know that you're acting it out and they're they're becoming the whipping station. You know, like you know you're doing it for another reason. Now you're in confrontation with yourself. Energetically combined your awareness of your own partners and your children's emotions and inflicted a lot on yourself so we know when we're acting out this stuff Mm. and projecting on people and we also um know that it's not going to help the situation and you have to pick pick a weaker target yeah always yeah yeah actually it's funny i do know someone that when he um when he has issues and he's really losing the plot he will go down to the pub and he will look for who's going to give him a flogging. Mm-hmm. And he generally gets one because he doesn't stop until he does. And I was like, why do you externalise all that stuff? And he says, I feel like 
so shit about myself. I can't help myself. And then in the morning I wake up and I go, I am shit. I was like, so he's looked for the beat up. The biggest person in the pub that's going to do some damage. Yeah, he's come back with some major floggings. Mm. That's another way of externalising out. That, that's got a lot of self-sabotage in there. And then we have where we look for the weakest. You know, like, actually, it's, it's interesting, you know, how many people have worked work in their workplace where the, the bully only picks on the weak. Yeah. You know, external yeah. out, externalises their desire to be superior on the weak, but they don't do it to someone that they know will come back at them. You know, they pick their mind up pretty quickly. Yeah, and we've all we've all experienced it. Mm. You know, we've all experienced it. And children, unfortunately, because of you know what you said with the power structure, you know they they wear it. You know, you have a bad day at work, you get in the car, you know, you're yelling at the kids to shut up because you can't cope with yourself. You know, and they're just trying to tell you about your day or things like that. And we we don't mean to. But if we don't own that we're doing it, it continues. And yeah, those... It's like a generational family pattern. It is. That the, the family gets used to dealing with that yeah. for their problems. Yeah. You know, yell at each other and project and, and it just becomes the normal. It does. And it creates issues for that person. You know, like if, if you're um, in one of the podcasts, um, Kathy Pickard, she talked, she, she wrote a book, My Idiot Family, and it, she was an abuse victim, but she talked about the name calling, you know, that, that they were always called idiots and stupid and all the rest of it, and the amount of damage that that done. Mm. But that is someone externalising out their own insecurity, mm. but they're causing this damage to the next generation or to the, you know, if it is a, a friend or a co-worker to them, you know, and externalisation is never going to get you anywhere. It's only just going to share the, yeah, and it's just going to share the, the toxicity. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Share, yeah. share the pain. Share the pain, yeah. And it's born of superficiality. Mm. You know, like it's like you're so superficial that you're not owning anything you're feeling and it's just about getting the result that you want. And which is not to feel what you're feeling. So you're sharing it, giving it, inflicting it on someone else. But why is it their problem? Mm. So, and then they, they feel it and then they spend, you know, get into their heads ruminating why that person treated me like that. Yeah, what's wrong with me? Yeah. So we've got these, these mechanisms that go and they just keep sharing. I don't even like the word sharing. They just keep inflicting unconscious energy on everybody and it, triggers off everybody's stuff because somebody's not being responsible for themselves. Yeah, if, if one took the responsibility and and had a good look at what's happening for themselves, maybe that will slow down that generational passing it on. Yeah. Actually I watched it was a funny it was a funny conversation. And um I, I won't say names, but it was it was two guys, one older and um it was a, the distance it took from going from A to B. And, and he asked how long it took him. And he said, you know, we'll say for argument's sake, two hours. And he said, oh, I can do it in an hour and a half. And this person turned around and said, we well, obviously drive faster than me. And, and just kept, kept, you know, moving on and doing his thing. And I, you could see this person angry, angry. 
And um, but I giggled because he just externalized, I want to feel superior to you. And you, then he just, this guy was like, okay, you know, there's my answer, not interested, not playing. And he couldn't cope that he didn't get the answer he wanted. Now, I'm sure, because I know the other person very well, as he was walking off, he giggled because he <laughs> knew that that's what he wanted. So he just didn't give it to him. It's like, don't, don't externalize onto me to make, don't put me down to make yourself feel better. I'm not playing. So, and, and then he has to wear the backlash that that person's angry. Yeah. And um, I don't think people realize that energetically, you feel the projection. Yes. You know, you, you know, you, I can be think, I've had people say, well, I was thinking this and doing that. And oh, that's a funny story. I remember. <laughs> She's excited now. <laughs> um, I was oh, lined up in, um, uh, in an aisle uh, for Woolies shopping. And um, in front of me, uh, I watched. Uh, a lady smack another lady over the head with a shopping bag. So where are you going shopping? <laughs> Northwest. <laughs> and, uh, hit, and um, you know, I was sort of shocked. But then I know what the lady who got hit over the head was saying about these other these ladies. Um, you know, they're no good, they're low class, they're this and that. And this other lady has actually picked it up and felt it and smacked her over the head. Sent it back. Sent it back. Physically. Physically sent the energy back. So. And the one that was, so she did, she, what was she verbalizing that or was she just, are you saying that you could see energetically she, she was just she, judging? Yeah. But not saying anything yeah. and projecting the energy and the other lady picked it up and smacked her over the head. <laughs> Not that we advise that, <laughs> but, it, but that's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So and you do, you know, like we we forget how energetically aware we are. So what what a lot of us don't realise is how energetically aware we are because we don't generally talk about it. But and you're extremely energetically aware, and we forget that we pick up on all those signals. And people are externalising their stuff, not realising that it's being externalised. And it's like when we can meet someone or, you you know, turn up someone's place and you go, oh, how are you going? Good to see you. And then you can feel them, you know, they can be saying, oh, it's lovely that you're here. And we can feel it in the tone mm. and we can feel the energy. And it might not be about you. You know, you might feel that unwelcome feeling. But it might not be about you. It might be, uh, you know, I've got an appointment, I've got five minutes, I've got to get out the door. But they don't know how to convey that, you know, mm. in that that moment. So you feel the undercurrent. And we read the undercurrents and we never acknowledge our own undercurrents generally, yeah. generally. Yeah. They do make a big difference. Yeah, like walking into a room where everybody's just had an argument. Oh, yeah. And you just. Whoa, cut the air with a knife. We yeah, have expressions. Like, whoa, that's like, yeah, yeah wonder what's going on here. Or you've walked into the middle of a conversation and they, like, everybody shuts down. So you're left thinking, is it about me? And it might not be. It might be something personal that, you know, you're not. Yeah. And so we're, we're reading things all the time, all of us. Yeah. And that is why it's important to understand your own externalization because that's part of your undercurrent. 
and what you're putting out there and people are reading it. And the more responsibility we have for ourselves and the more honest we are about our own, for ourselves, I'm not saying for everybody else, like to be, you don't have to tell everyone what you're feeling. You don't have to share everything. Be careful how you overshare. Be careful who you share with. Exactly. Yeah, because then it becomes fodder and they can use it against you. So it's really, that's why if you, if you are, do have a trusted friend, I'll just touch Leanne on the leg there, <laughs> um, it, it's, it, they're like gold because you know that they've got your back, you know, so that's why it hurts when those people come undone and friendships come undone. But if you if you recognise what's in your energy and if you acknowledge your own undercurrent tone, you know, I'm asking you nicely but I'm trying to manipulate you to do what I want you to do, you've got to acknowledge that your intent is manipulation. Yeah, because people respond and react to manipulation they don't know really what's going on but they can feel the manipulation yeah you think whoa what's going on here yeah or when you say no i don't have a problem and you've got this anger you know so that that all contributes to what we're doing and, and a lot of people are out there externalizing every feeling they've got because they're trying to get it out of their system they don't know how to process it they don't know how to be honest with it mm. so they trying to get rid of it and they're projecting it onto people so externalization is a big thing to understand i mean we're just tip tiptoeing over the top of it try to be honest about what your undercurrents are and you'll deal with yourself so much better it's reading your own projection that that moment when you're projecting and you go whoa this kid doesn't deserve this. That's right. <laughs> and then, then you pull it in and, you know, back away from the child yeah. and, and then try to smooth it out by explaining how you feel. Yeah. I, I know when my children were younger, they, when I caught myself, which which I, I think once I had children, that's where I really understood externalisation. Mm. There were times where I'd have to go back and go, look, you know what, I owe you guys an apology. I acted it out on you, but it was actually about, depending what the issue was, mm. whether I said it was about something else, and I would own it. And I said, you didn't deserve that. I was in the wrong, mm. um, which was really funny because sometimes um, one of them in particular, God love her, uh, would actually go, are you sure, you know, like she, she was in trouble for something, and she said, are you sure that you're not, you know, <laughs> acting something out? No, at this particular moment, mate, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So I, I like that she knew to, to double-check, let's just say. But, um, yeah, but you know what I mean, like all fun and games. But it's like it was important to me to show them that I would own when I was out of order. You know, I, my mother was very anxious and used to project her anxiety and didn't realise she was doing it. Well, maybe she did, but... Um, in order for me to read it and respond in the most positive way I could, uh, that's where I developed really empathic skills oh, okay. to read the situation so I could respond to stop things happening. Try and quell it all down. Yeah, to try and quell it all down. And that took me a long time to realise why I could read projections so well. Yeah, but it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It makes a lot of sense because I was trained up 
from yeah. when I was little. It's a, it was a protection, protective yeah. mechanism. Yeah, yes. and to try to keep the peace. Yeah. yeah. Keep the peace at all costs. Keep I, the peace. I think a lot of empaths, that's, that's how they started. See, for me, it was like she would do things, act out. She would externalise everything and we just had to cop it because you'd accelerate it up. There was no win. There was no, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And there was never, ever any acknowledgement that she was out of order. And it would be when she knew that she'd been out of order, she would just reset and pretend that never happened. And if you asked, you know, why did you do or why did you say, she'd look at you and say, when was that? Mm. And it could be a minute ago. So you learn not to question. Yeah. Whereas for us, we had a father who he would he would expect us to question everything. So we were, we were well, isn't it? on the extremes. On the extremes, yeah. The so, extremes of two ends. Yeah. So there'd be some it's your training. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was my training. And he he would say say there was something on the news. He would say to you, "What you, what do you think of that?" And if you had a, a a thought on it, you also had to have a reason why you had that thought. You know, you couldn't just say, "Oh, that's good" or "That's bad." It was like, "Well, why is that good?" So he made us actually look at things on a deeper level, so that we had whether we agreed with him or not, we had our reasonings why we thought and that. questioning and thinking. Yeah. Problem solving. Problem solving. We, we used to question mum. Uh, the backlash was huge because in her mind you were bringing up the stuff that she was trying to pretend didn't happen. We were playing with her, not playing, we were blowing her denial. And then, then if, if it was too bad, the, deny, the backlash could go for months. You could say something, and the backlash could go for months. Wow. And so you, you, you know, and you never mentioned again. But you'd go, oh, so you're still externalising that moment a month ago. Okay, heavy baggage. Very heavy baggage. Yeah, and she couldn't carry it, so she externalised it out. Yeah, which, and that's what happens too. People's baggage gets so heavy. Yeah. That they just keep packing it on, and then they've got to. Yeah, they're trying to get rid of it, but it just goes out, hits somebody else, and comes back. You never get rid of it. You just you, you and if you're um, not completely indifferent, you'll actually have some empathy for the person that you're hitting, and you'll bring back more and more. You know, like but if you're indifferent, um, which is what narcissism is. Yeah. Because you know we, we look at them and go, how do you keep doing that? You know, like how do you keep filling that back up and not you know can't walk. But if you're if you're narcissistic. They it comes back at them and then they just flick it off. They don't the indifference, but it, but then the the payoff with that or the is you don't get to feel. You don't get to feel, and the only thing that they're trying to feel is that they see that they have impacted someone else, and they don't care whether it's good or bad. Whereas I don't want to hurt anyone. You mm. don't want to hurt anyone. Right. So when you know that you have. You feel, you know, you feel bad because that—that's your your sole intent is never to hurt anyone. Someone with narcissism, they don't care. It's like I got you, ha ha, because they're always in competition, always. Yeah, give me energy. That's all they want. Yeah, they're after their feed. They call it supply. Yeah, they're after their supply. Yeah, it's shocking, but 
that's what they do. They externalise everything so that they impact people around them and they, they get the supply that they're after from seeing the impact on others. Mm. Very cruel. So that is cruel. Yeah, there's a lot to externalisation and, and even in the Insight Awareness book it's only just touched because it's such a big topic. But it is something that through your development that you need to acknowledge and you need to acknowledge your reaction to it when someone's externalising and what you yeah, have externalised. That, that moment where you can slow down enough and mm. observe enough to go, whoa, this is that projection. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, for me, I really learned it when my children were younger because I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not repeating that pattern on these innocents. Because then they'll learn that pattern and repeat it on the next. That's right. And they didn't deserve it. I mm. didn't deserve it as a kid either. No. But it took me a long time to realise that. Well, externalisation, I think we've done it, Leanne. I think we have. <laughs> okay. We will see you in the next episode.